Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Don't you know things can change? Things will go your way if you can just hold on for one more day. Can you <laughs> hold on for one more day? And as a philosophy of us here at Saturday Night Live, it's not one more day, it's one more week. Because if we can hold on to the result we've currently got for one more week, then none of us will be relegated, and one of us may actually be the winner of Season 6 of the draft. You know, not touch wood and all that. I'm Scott McLeod bringing you the penultimate episode of Saturday Night Live for this season as next uh, week will be basically the go-home episode before Survivor Siege, which is the big finale of the season. And after Survivor Siege, we'll have a fallout and then right into seasons of no messing about. And I welcome my regular co-hosts, David Topney and Jack Graham. Gentlemen, how are you feeling? Season six nearly over. Almost there, almost there. But you know what surprises me even more, Scott, is the fact you're, you're old enough to know who Wilson Phillips is. I don't know. I don't know who Wilson Phillips is. I just know the song. Like I've been to be those songs, and half the time I forget who who sung them. Well, I'm the oldest of the three of us, so if anything, I should be the one who'd be doing that quote. But you know, I'll not hold it against you. For a second, I thought. For then I thought, is Wilson Phillips not a baddie from Daredevil? And I thought, not Wilson Fisk. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Do you know your Marvel too? That's that's. I'll give you another another prop for that. Yeah, I, I am a massive nerd. People. Shouldn't know that about me, but... I don't know if that was condescending or not, Dave. I was like, oh, wow, you know your Marvel. Well done. No, no, no. This is coming from a Marvel Marvel fan myself. (laughs) But, uh, Jack, as I said, currently you've got the result you're probably hoping for. But uh, are you confident you can hold on to that for one more week? Yes, yes, sir. I can boogie. I can boogie all night long, indeed. You know, it's been a a great week for for Scotland and myself. You know, we're we're through into the Euros. Um... I'm top of the table. Drew, an unexpected appearance in SmackDown has absolutely proved dividends for me for where we are, and there's potential that I can now I, I can win this full thing, and it's going to I think it's going to go right down to the wire, and I can't wait to be crowned the ESSR Draft Season Six Champion. Could this be the year of uh, Airship Two here at Suns triumphing? You know, Jack with the draft, Drew with the. Uh, the WWE title, we both know which one's more important of the two. <laughs> you know, I don't want any jinxes too much going into next week. You know, everything, anything can change with the draft. And we'll jump right in to the top three. And as a result, I'm very happy about number three with 17 points as my captain, Hikaru Shida, after a successful retention against Nyla Rose at a full gear. God, like as soon as she retained, I literally said to Ross, when I was watching the show, I was like, I couldn't give a fuck about the rest of this card, by the way. Like, I didn't care about this week. I just cared about the fact that, you know, this is the one match that draft-wise could have affected me. So I thought, I'm happy. And what's, what's unfortunate is that now she's got, overall, she's my best player with 51 points overall. And, like, I don't think she'll be on the go-home dynamite before the end of the season, like, doing anything significant which is a shame because she's so close to cracking into the top 10 overall of the season. 
with Keith Lee and AJ Styles, uh, both being at 56 points. I think if she'd been my captain from the off, she would have just made it into the top 10 overall. But mm-hmm. uh, I think this is hopefully giving, helping to give me the gap I need to stay out of relegation for now. I think, you know, the, the big win for Hikaru Shida was, was exactly what you needed in particular, Scott, because if she hadn't won, you'd probably have been stuck in relegation zone. And so this was a, a must win for you to stay out of that, that zone. And she's, uh, she's, done, she's done bits for you. But I don't think there was ever any doubt that Hikaru Shida was going to retain because, you know, we've said, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but we've said multiple times that the AEW women's division's not been that great and Hikaru Shida's basically carrying it on her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we've, we've mentioned about how the poor state of the AEW women's division, I think people may want to bear that in mind going forward if they're going to pick somebody from the AEW women's division going forward, how confident they are and how they'll be booked regularly. And with, uh, and in the off chance, you know, that they randomly have like Britt Baker win the title next week, which I hope, which I don't think they would do, but and the off chance that that does have a thing, it should hopefully be like okay, because like she's my captain, she's still a champion, uh, you know. But if, if she did randomly just lose the bell next week, right as the season's about to end, you know, I probably would never pick an AEW pick ever again. It's it's kind of the only play you had really was to make your captain of Karashida, and it's it, it's worked out for you. Obviously, we, we'd. We'd hope that the gap would be bigger, and we kind of hope as a team that Akara Shida gets about ten appearances on Dynamite come Wednesday, so we can we can hope and pray. But I definitely think that you're you're doing as much and as best as you can to try and stave away from that relegation spot. And you know what? I, I commend you for it, Scott. I mean, even if she just shows up and gets a win on this week's Dark, that's like I'm not asking for much, just something, you know, and. I think part of me, part of me is actually thinking maybe I should have just made her my captain from the offset because, like, yeah, Brody Lee got a couple of like TNT title defenses on TV before losing it back to Cody, but he did lose that eight man tag at all out, which none of us thought was going to happen. And on that same show, Karashida beat Rosa, so that would have been another big pay per view title retention, and she could have been in the top ten overall. But you know, we can't we can't get bogged down. Could have, would have, should have, but. Uh, yeah, like your main competitor in the draft, uh, Daniel Campbell, uh, one of his best performers, John Moxley, also retained at full gear, and I think he made an appearance on uh, Dynamite, and he's now in with 19 points overall. Uh, I think this is a big win. This is what Daniel needed, like so close to the end of the season with Moxley retaining over Kingston. We said both here and on Central, it looked like Kingston could actually win the title. Yeah, this is one that I was probably shocked about, considering that we we obviously do sweeps. I was absolutely horrendously wrong when near enough every decision that was made regarding the titles. I, I generally thought Kingston was going to win this and they'd have Paige win the Eliminator Tournament thing, but colour me stupid, as apparently I always am. But <laughs> I, it's, 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 uh, it's good for Daniel. It's gotten the points as needed. Obviously, he was maybe hoping for a bit more of John Moxley come dynamite, but it's it's keeping him in a good position. But is it is Moxley going to carry him to win the draft? Considering at the end of Survivor Series, and it may be a bit weaker on that front. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, 
I mean, it was a must-win for Daniel as well because if he had lost this match, you know, I think he would have fallen behind you, Jack, in the table. So this win for Moxley, you know, it, it's enough to keep Daniel in the game. Uh, but as you mentioned, I think the only major representation he has left is Survivor Series. But he does have Kevin Owens, who's a part of Team SmackDown, and he's also got the Street Profits who are going up against the New Day. So you never know; he might just pull it off at the at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like, we talked this with Daniel when he appeared for SDL Fifty that uh, his two big like, chances to help take this home would be with Moxley retaining and the Street Profits getting all in at Survivor Series. I think of the two, the one to most be worried about was Moxley potentially losing because uh, that would have been a big loss for him. But, you know, I think he can still come out with a respectable result even if it doesn't matter to knock him over into the top position uh, if the Street Profits get all in. So I think Daniels would still be very much rooting for the Street Profits come Survivor Series. Uh, and Jack, somebody who's been a big player on Robert randomly appeared on SmackDown to give uh, some extra points and coming in at number one with 22 points overall. I think it's been a while since he's been number one in the top three. Drew McIntyre, uh, your former captain, I believe. Nope, he's, nope, he's captain. Caught it. Caught it. Sorry, I, I, thought, I thought you switched it to FDI. I forgot it was the other way around. But yeah, your current uh, captain making a surprise appearance on uh, on SmackDown in an unsanctioned match against the Uso, of all people. Yeah, it was, it was weird, obviously. On on Raw, originally, it was just even being that scheduled appearance with uh, a moment of bliss. And that got next, and we were going to have this six-man tag match with Drew and New Day against Orton, and I can't even mind who Orton was with. Doesn't doesn't really matter. Doesn't doesn't affect me. But I think I think Drew lost that, but he made like many appearances throughout, and then all of a sudden he's he's appeared on SmackDown. That's completely always like benefits me so much because I I've never had any SmackDown representation during this, and he's appeared for some reason. Not not that I'm complaining. Obviously got the uh, an appearance point in the opening segment with Roman and so then he obviously won the. The match again, unsanctioned match. Like I'll be able to have six points. So that's that eight points has arguably got me to where I'm in the position just now. Two, I think that obvious. Obviously, it's a big, big night on Monday for myself as well. We've got Drew coming up against Orton. Do I think that this maybe plays bearing into what might happen in Survivor Series potentially? I don't think they'd have Drew appear and not have that in your head because I've I've said many times. I can't see a Survivor Series that Drew isn't involved in. So um, I'm I'm very optimistic about how this might go. Yeah, it's weird because like, Daniel, I think, would have maintained the number one position in large part thanks to Moxley's victory at full year. And I think this is what's not you just that bit over him. Uh, something we should talk, think about is uh, Drew does have a match with Orton on Raw this week for the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're thinking going here because like is it all, is it too optimistic to think Drew would win the title back so soon? Because like you know it seems weird that Randy and Roman would face each other if they don't heal v heal. Then like it would make Randy's title in at Hell himself kind of pointless. And uh, you know it is a fight again between my two Saturday Draft Live co-hosts. Uh, it's a difficult one to call because you know do they want a face v heal? Uh, dynamic or are they just going to continue with Orton and Reigns because I can actually see Roman you know coming out maybe spearing Orton costing Drew the match but uh, 
it also hypes the feud for Orton and uh, Reigns, but also lays, planting the seeds for a future feud between Drew and Roman. So I think that's kind of what they were going for because I don't think they're, they'd try and rush it so soon. Uh, this confrontation between Drew and Roman, like just immediately with one week before Survivor Series, I think they could possibly be saving it for a future show. But whether that's going to be the case, I'm not sure. It's... See, this is what I like about it. It's so unpredictable. It could go so many different ways. But I'm hoping Orton retains the title because I need captaincy points to boost me up. Oh, fuck you, Dave. I think Andrew's winning this. Uh, regarding this Universal Championship versus WWE Championship at Survivor Series, there's been literally no build for that between Randy Orton and Rowan Reigns. There's been absolutely nothing. The main story has obviously been Roman and his whole Uso hang, and you've got the Fiend, Randy and Drew on Raw. This is the first instance of anything between the top two title belts come Survivor Series, and it's got Drew involved. And I think, as I've said before, so The Undertaker's appearing on Survivor Series. If there's anyone to kind of have at least something with Undertaker, I do think it's Randy. I don't think there can be anyone else. And I also do believe they're going to still try and get Randy up to that position to overtake Ric Flair as the amount of champions championship for a world title. So I, I, I can see it happening. But I can also, I don't know, will Miz cash in as well? There's, there's, as you said, Dave, there's so many ways this can go. But I, I do feel optimistic about it going in my favour. I mean, you do want to finish big like at the end of the season. You can't really get bigger than a big title match. Uh, win at the end of in the last week of the season and yeah like we still need to think of like the wild card being Miz kind of lingering about with that that briefcase I, I, I do see your point Jet like there has been literally no build between Orton and Orton and Drew, Orton and uh, Roman and that's why part of me thinks like please don't make that the main event of the show because like I'm sure they'll do their best to put in a good match but like it'll be hard to get invested in a main event that literally you have not built to it at all which makes me think, but maybe this thing with Drew is me making you think that they're going to twist the title on on Monday. Uh, but I, I, I doubt that they, I doubt that they will. That's a shame, Scott. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just calling it like I see it, man. But <laughs> yeah, the top eleven of the season, uh, a man who's been in last place for almost the entire season, uh, well, but he's, he's cracked triple digits. So he's finishing with triple digits. He's got 116 points. Uh, you got David Campbell at 10th place, 131. I am in 9th, 140 and a half. I think, well, I didn't have anybody really appear on SmackDown. We were right up here in like a .com exclusive thing after Liv Morgan's win, but his captain, Seth Rollins, lost to Rey Mysterio. Uh, so I think I helped keep the gap wide enough, and I think I need to keep this in as much distance here as I can to avoid relegation. Uh, number eight was Dean Wilson, 155 and a half points. I'm pretty sure, I think he's safe unless his last week is a disastrous one, which I don't think it can be that bad. Uh, Gary is in seventh with 178 and a half. 179, one, half a point ahead of him is Ross in sixth. Allen, 193 and a half points. He could definitely bump up to at least third if uh, Miz cashes in that briefcase on Raw. Uh, Ryan is just up above him, 140. 194 and a half points. 207 points is uh, David Hockney in number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, could bump up in a second by next, uh, before Survivor Series if Orton retains. Mm-hmm. Daniel Campbell, 217. And just ahead of him, Jack Graham, 223 
points. Now, not, not a big gap between four and uh, three, but then the fact that everybody in the top three is on 200 or so points, I think it's a clear sign that uh, it was maybe a three-horse race kind of to go into the last stretch of this last week of the, mm-hmm. the draft. See, this is again. Where, this this is where the possibility of a failed cash in could help me immensely. Because if, like, say for example, like this is the scenario that was playing in my head just there. Uh, Orton versus Drew happens on Raw. Roman comes out, spears Orton to hype Survivor, hype for Survivor Series. Drew gets pissed off, uh, loses by DQ. So that's a, still a retention. Miz comes out against a downed Orton. You know, tries to cash in. Randy Orton, arc out of nowhere. One, two, three. Two title wins one night for for my captain. Like I think that's best case scenario when it comes to you know trying to get up to first place in my instance. You see, usually if you didn't have Orton in your team, you just kind of look at that as a, a kind of a weird booking decision. But it's it's weird how you let certain things slide when someone's in your drafting because like yeah, usually I'd be like everybody else, one of the short players on every show. But when she's your captain, I let that go and. This week on Dynamite, usually I'd be like, Sean Spears shouldn't be beating people like Scorpio Sky with his weird loaded glove. But, you know, he's on my, he's on my team, he's, and he's not even my worst performer now after that one on Dynamite. Again, Ruby Wright's currently my worst performer. I think that... Uh, I, would, I would even be surprised, say, if Roman like Spear drew... Like, I, like going that way, I could go either way, and then like mm. Drew, obviously Drew will get me the title points, but he doesn't win the belt, obviously because mm-hmm. he's won the, the match. So it, yeah, it makes sense for Drew being angry in that way as well. There is there is literally so many ways you can go, then you can still get the failed cash in after that. As I said, it's Monday's going to prove absolutely key, but I believe that I've got the biggest week coming up on the road to Survivor Series. Also, I've got. Mickey James, right, right, she's dead and gone, mm. right, thank you, you gave me a seven points. Arguably that seven points has got me into first place, if you, if you think about it, if I didn't have them, where would I be? Uh, Drew, the title match, potentially going to win that. I'm hoping, obviously, MGF and then I start going off to Vegas for a, for, a good, for a good time. I'm hoping that gets spread out across multiple segments and that gets me some points. FTR may make an appearance back. Adam Cole may make an appearance back as well, we never know with this whole Pat McAfee thing that's going on. But I've also got Rhea Ripley up for the NXT Women's Championship against Stephen Zio Shirai. Mm. So if I win that... Yeah, you almost for, you almost forget that Rhea Ripley was a part of Jack's team and she's got a title match this week. So you never know, Jack could very well sneak in another title win You know, when we're too busy looking at Orton and Drew. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, you uh, sure I correct me if I'm wrong is Stephen's uh, captain no his captain's AJ Styles alright never mind then I thought like a, like I said like if Stephen or we Stephen could kind of potentially even be at risk of relegations if he has a disastrous kind of week in the final like week of the draft I think part of it could be losing EO losing that title especially if she was his captain but still her losing a big uh, title match on TV in a, with like days to go in the season it's definitely not like what he needs at this point. And then, like, say if AJ lost on Raw and somehow got like first eliminated at Survivor Series, that would because like he's already lost his tie team like really early on in the season. But I think Stephen at this stage, even with EO losing, is probably safe from relegation. Mm. I tell you what, though, speaking of being a team member down, uh, you think it's an appropriate time to mention the goat David Campbell is now a team member down. 
I think uh, it would be weird if we didn't mention it because, like, Zelina Vega uh, was released last night by WWE uh, really out of the blue for a lot of us. Uh, some people are saying it's because of that tweet she made about unionising and then the fact that, you know, they were cra- cracking down on, like, third-party like things like Twitch and Cameo. They never say anything about OnlyFans, but it's probably a matter of time and then Selena Vega started one. Like, it could be... I make sure everything we don't know the full details right now, but yeah, I was I was certain that even though she'd lost a few qualifiers, uh, she would eventually get into team SmackDown like women's team, and I think the fact that Chelsea Green randomly showed up on SmackDown out of the blue to be part of that four way, um, I have a feeling in my head it could be I could be wrong, but maybe she was just randomly showed up because she had to be a last minute replacement for Zelina. Yeah. Mhm. But then, so there's a potential person who could have been on Survivor Series that uh, David's lost out on. And, like, again, like, even though it keeps going back and forth between me and MDC who will join Grant a relegation, this is not the time you want to lose people. And, like, injuries one thing, but now this, like, I don't think we ever had someone's team member get released during the season. No, I think this is a first, you know, somebody's been released during a season. Uh, it's, it's very interesting, even in Grant's side as well, because it came out after that that Alistair Black asked to go back to NXT and it wasn't allowed. And apparently this thing was Alina's been brewing over for a wee while. So could there be spite in that sense from why he's hardly appeared on TV in the past few weeks? It's it's an absolute shit situation and I feel for uh, Zelina in that because, you know, they are independent contractors at the end of the day, so why can't they do what they want outside their company? But that's Vince for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tom, keep me on David's uh, team for a minute. I'll just see what's going to happen with him with Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins, like, has been doing very well in Smackdown last couple of weeks. You know that captaincy, his captaincy and all that is adding like extra points. But he was in the top three like last week. Seth lost this week to Ray, and uh, from everything I'm hearing, like, we're all thinking like, when's Seth going to take time off? Because we know Becky's expected uh, to give birth very soon, and. All the word at the moment is that it's going to happen after Survivor Series. So, like, obviously on SmackDown, it seems like the Ray Mysterio feud has now finally been put to rest. Ray's beaten him, and that's it. It's over now, hopefully. Like, and Seth is meant to be part of seeing SmackDown at Survivor Series. Do we see, like, Seth potentially getting, like, eliminated early in a way that kind of writes him off TV for however long he needs to be out for? Mm, I think that's probably the only way they can do it. Uh... Because, you know, he, he, we can't forget, you know, he's still part of the Survivor Series team. Uh, but there's still one spot need to be filled, isn't there? So I think it's, uh, I mean, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if he was actually the first to go and then he just leaves out of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be interesting. It would be fitting that he leaves now because like his whole Messiah thing started after Survivor Series last year. Because like he comes out the raw after and just, criticises all of Ron saying you all sucked last night and that set him on the road to becoming the Messiah so it wouldn't actually be too bad if he, he left or in Survivor Series like and the reason I bring this up the potential of him getting written out is because also we know rumour is he's going away now and also like I think what David Campbell really needs more than anything is a strong Seth Rollins performance but I don't mm-hmm. know how how, heavy, how strongly Seth would be booked in that match if he's then going away and if he's on the team with Ray, who he just lost to, and has been in this big rivalry with, it's yeah, 
I guess it's, it's also I think we're all happy that this rivalry between Rollins and Mysterio was now hopefully dead. But uh, should have ended up fucking payback. Never mind <laughs> two weeks before the virus series. It's just it's. Um, it will be interesting to see Rollins' performance in Survivor Series. I think, it's, I think it's safe to say that we all think it's, this is the time, obviously, Becky's due giving birth anytime soon and whatnot, and the time will be gone away. So, he obviously, he won't, I don't think he will be a contender next season unless Ryan Gallagher's stupid enough to draft someone that's not appeared for a wee while. But we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. You know, that's a fun fact, actually. Ryan is now the only person with a team member to still have zero points on their team. Telling you, fucking night after Survivor Series on like Raw, Charlotte Flair shows up. <laughs> or, like, or like any point in that week after Survivor Series, because that, that one week afterwards, like we're making our selections and that, so obviously no points are available. So the Raw, the SmackDown after, after Survivor Series, she's showing up, I tell you. Uh, I'm saying it now, but... Uh, I, I think when... I think when uh, it was first announced that Becky was pregnant, I think the story was she was due in December. So obviously I think it would make sense that now Seth would be going away, which means I would take him out of Season 7. I think I would probably rule him out of Season 8 as well, potentially. Like, so I don't think he'd be back until like after Mania at the earliest. Because like, we know the stories of Vince wanting Becky back for Mania, but that's not going to be possible. And uh, it's interesting because like Seth, Along with Bailey, I think they two have been two of the top like overall scorers in the history of the draft. You know, not so much Bailey this season, but you know, Seth is still a strong performer, and again, that's a, a heavy hitter kind of taken out of like the running for the next two seasons. Yeah, I think I mean, that see see some of the boys. I was, I was actually looking at this uh, earlier on. Let me get the let me get the bloody the bloody tab up that Stevens made for this. For this thing, uh, I see. Obviously, Gary's drafted the heart business, mm-hmm. and uh, their tag teams are amazing. But see the points that Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander's got individually themselves. Huge. Shelton Benjamin's on sixty. Cedric Alexander's on fifty-one. Do do not discount them or even Bobby Lash their MVP like. Drafting them as singles competitors as well out with the tag heart business thing. One absolute shout that can be for next season. Absolutely, yeah. Like, you know, because obviously only two members of the heart business have been drafted this season and they've proven themselves to be one of the top scorers as a tag team. Can you imagine what it'd be like if, um, you know, people draft those two, like drafted all four of those guys individually? But, you know, I think Gary played a blinder by picking two at once as his tag team because he took away some of the the downsides of Bobby Lashley being the United States champion at the same time. So even if he lost the title, he wouldn't be damaged for it because it would only affect, it doesn't affect him as a tag team. So I think mm-hmm. the Hurt Business would definitely be top scorers uh, in future seasons, depending on how you draft them. You know, you could have, uh, if you select two of them as a tag team and then maybe one as a single star, you know, it could still, you could still have, still have a very competitive season. Yeah, because like they tend all four of them appear together pretty much in every time they they show up on TV. So like, I think Cedric and Shelton in particular as a tag team could actually be a hell of a shout because you know the teases over the last week or so has been that they two are going after the new day for the Raw tag team titles, 
I also think New Day will carry the Raw titles in a Survivor Series, but I think following that, for like mostly like season seven, the main feud for the Raw tag titles is going to be between Shelton and Cedric challenging the New Day because really they're the only tag team that Raw has left to challenge the New Day, and I think they're in with a shout of winning it. So you know, there's a a dark horse like tag team pick there, even. And it's funny because like when we were all like, why, which members of the Heart Busy picking, and we said you picking like. MVP and Shelton or something like that, because we all thought Lashley's definitely a singles pick. He's the US champion, and Gary was very dismissive of, of Shelton Benjamin as a pick. Yeah. I think we all were, to be honest. Yeah, and how, how still we were. I mean, there's always that, there seems to be that pick every couple of seasons, like, you know, we had Apollo Crews in season five, we had basically the Heart Business here. Like, people wonder, like, what the hell are you doing with this person? And then you was like, Jesus, look where, they're, where they are now, because, like, her business, like one point away from being the top pick of the season overall, one point behind Asuka, like overall, and like Seth, like this is obviously not his, his biggest point scoring season, like he's in 64, he's like uh, eighth overall in the, the top 10 of the season, whereas usually I think he'd be higher, but again, still a strong performance the season, that's what I was meaning earlier on, but about, you know, him not being part of the season, and you still have Bailey. Uh, I don't know where she goes after like losing the Raw, the, the SmackDown Women's Day. I think maybe she'll. Do you think? Do we think she'll maybe join Team SmackDown? Every chance. Yeah. Every chance. Now that they can't have Zelina involved in some way, you know what I mean? It's uh, they're they're a bit strapped for options unless they put Carmella in. But every chance Carmella costs Sasha Banks a loss next Sunday against Asuka, which could prove Alan dividends after how she's been but recently. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, the main reason I say about uh, Bailey because we seem to be building to Natalia getting that final spot because she keeps getting in qualifiers and losing, and then eventually she'll have, have like one last shot and then get in. Even though I don't give a fuck about Natalia, but like <laughs> Bailey, for the same reasons Drew should be part of Team Raw, is the same reasons Bailey should be on the SmackDown Women's Team. She's basically carried the brand, the division, like for a year, and so like she should be part of the team. And like either way, it's still again no no points for uh, Dear Campbell on that front. And if Bailey and Sasha are in different segments because they are his tag team, mm-hmm. but you know, in a way, what David wanted was like for new like picks to kind of be top scorers and people not to rely on Bailey and Sasha. And well, I think Gary is benefiting from that most because again, I don't think the heart business would be as high as they are right now if. Again, Bailey and Sasha were taking out the ring so quickly. Yeah. Uh, I think Bobby Lashley would have been in like 82 points. So he would have been quite a good place getter. But uh, obviously, folk would have went for Sasha and Bailey first. And who knows where they are. But if, if, that, if they two picks never happened for tag teams, goodness knows how this table would look right now. You know what I mean? They'd be, I could argue, they closer than even what I had just now. Yes, I don't think Bailey was even on SmackDown last night. And like, I wouldn't blame her if she did take a wee bit of time off. No, she, did, she, did, uh, she did distract Sasha Banks when before Carmella attacked her. All right. So as I say, like I hope, as I say, I hope she doesn't end up taking time off as well because again, like I said, that would be like two major point scores out of the running. But I have a feeling Bailey will be back somehow for season seven. Uh, she'll be here and will always be here for you every Saturday uh, for Saturday Draft Live here on Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat on all good Android podcast sites like Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to follow us on Twitter at 
Supplies retreat on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for all the updates of shows going out, like episodes of Saturday Night Live or feature shows. Our next week's feature show, we're going to try and figure out why every girl can't be more like Alexa Bliss. And mm-hmm. I think the week following that, we'll have a Survivor Series review talking about everything that happened. And we've got episodes of East Meets West. That episode of that should be going out tomorrow, our next episode. And so much more. We've got the YouTube channel, Book It. The first episode of that, myself going up against Strachan, the first round is up now. Uh, the sun, the Sunday, the Sunday of Survivor Series, you can pass the time before Survivor Series by checking out another battle for supremacy as I host Quiz Showdown 5, the Quiz Powers Explode as my two uh, Saturday Night Live co-hosts and Grant McRobbie all vie to be to dethrone Ross McLeod as Quiz Showdown champion. It's going to be a hell of a time, let me tell you. Oh yeah, definitely check it out when it comes out because it is a it is a fun show. I will uh, win. I will win. <laughs> but well, that tough love I distributed a few weeks ago has really helped you guys draft wise. Let's see how it motivates you to do well in the quiz. And I want to dissuade any rumours that there's any bias as me as a host. You know, because you know my own brother is in the quiz. My draft live co-host and my co-host from East Meets West. I want to say I call it right down the middle and I treat everybody the same level of disdain you know there's no room for bias when you're hosting quiz showdown but uh, with all that being said I want to thank my co-host for another for another week uh, Jack Graham Aye thanks Scott hopefully I'm back next week sitting even prettier at the top of the table and already am you know I'm a 9 right now but let's let's make it a 10 out of 10 <laughs> uh, Andy Hudhockney yeah, thank you. You know, they say three is a lucky number, but hopefully with a title win, I get put on the uh, the top of the hill. Well, as I see, like, with no time maybe taking it easy on the final week of the draft, everything can change, you know. Anything can happen in the Saturday Draft Life Federation. But until then, we'll see you next time.